is Cop Talk, talking crime, cases, and backing the blue. Now, here are your hosts, Captain Ed Mamet and Detective Kevin Schroeder. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another session of Cop Talk. My name is Kevin Schroeder, retired NYPD detective, and I'm here with my co-host, retired Captain Ed Mamet. Hello, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here again with Kevin and our guest. And this should be a very interesting one because the guest is a prominent member of the Police Benevolent Association. There used to be the Patrolman's Benevolent Association. Yes, that's right, Ed. Our guest today is Merritt Riley, police officer, and he's also the financial, Manhattan South Financial Secretary for the PBA here in New York City. Merritt, welcome. Thank you. My pleasure to be here with both Kevin, yourself, and the captain. Great. Thank you, Merritt. Thank you for your time. I know you're busy. Speaking about being busy, how is the morale in the NYPD and what's the real story with crime right now in the subways as well as in the streets of New York City? The morale is terrible. You have guys that are being forced to work overtime, you know, really not getting time to see their families, working with little or no sleep at all, back-to-back tours, and knowing that they're going to work. They're not being backed, really, by people that are running the show in New York. Speaking about overtime, I mean, my understanding with the boys and girls in blue, you know, with overtime, you're doing 16-hour tours, maybe 18-hour tours, and, I mean, that's a safety issue in regards to being able to respond to a situation, correct? It sure is, yeah. Big-time safety issue, you know, like I was saying earlier. It just the cops are not getting the proper rest in between shifts, and a lot of times they're days off of being taken away, not by their choice. They're being forced to come in on days off. And, you know, it just, it's not good for anybody. Yeah. I mean, guys like you and me with time on, we love the overtime. I mean, we'll take it every day. We'll sleep with the precinct, keep going and going and going. But at the end of the day, you know, with today's generation, I mean, these kids want to be able to, you know, rest up and be prepared for the next situation that arises. Rightfully so. You know, as a saying, overtime is good when you want to work it. You know, it's not good. It's not a good situation. Forced overtime, ordered overtime, I know, could always be a situation, even back in our day as well, you know? Now, with this, the fund the police and all that jazz going on, I mean, do you find more false allegations against police officers nowadays with all that BS in regards to the fund the police? Yeah, I mean, the element out on the street today, you know, there's a lot more anti-police sentiment, as we all know, and the criminal element as well as the anti-police people their initial reaction to everything any kind of action that you want to take is you know we're going to make a complaint we want to stop you from doing the job that we know how to do it how many classes are they how many students are they putting in or i should say recruits are they putting in the police academy each is it every six months now or every three months it's basically every three months you know every academy class will differ as far as how many people they're putting through, but they're having trouble filling the classes. Yeah, especially you have other, you know, our surrounding counties, Nassau and Suffolk, paying so much more to do God's work, you know, and uh, unfortunately, NYPD has always been behind the eight ball, you know, and I know there's no contract right now. You guys are negotiating a good contract, hopefully, for the men and women in blue. Yeah, absolutely. We do want to be paid, like the surrounding jurisdictions, you know, also MTA, Port Authority, Troopers, They're all doing the work in, you know, the same area that the NYPD is doing, and the pay is definitely not comparable. Right. Captain? I want to go back to what you 
talked about before about the ordered overtime or the forced overtime, there's been an increase in suicides among police officers. And we had someone on the station a few weeks ago. What's your opinion on that? Do you think there's any connection between what's going on with the forced overtime and the fact that the officers are taking their lives? I don't know if you could put it uh, specifically on the overtime itself, but the overall job, in my opinion, all the stresses that these cops got to deal with on a daily basis, you know, threats from the powers that be to, you know, make sure you're getting this, make sure you're getting that. In addition to, you know, like you just brought up, the overtime, lack of sleep, and uh, time being taken away from their families. It's not good. It's a bad combination. I do see a correlation between the uptick in suicides and the stress on the job. Yeah, I've heard that uh, police officers are sleeping in their cars because they don't even have time to go home. I do believe it. You know, there's so many guys that are doing the overtime that a lot of time you guys know the, the uh, dorms in the precinct. There's only a certain amount of room for these guys to stay over or these guys and gals to stay over. You know, you don't want to make that hour, or hour and a half trip home. So what do you do? You get a couple hours in the car. You know, unfortunately, I'm also hearing, you know, that many police officers, young police officers are, I mean, it's one thing back in the day, they would leave the job to go to Nassau County or, or Suffolk County or even a fire department mm -hmm. to make more money. But now I think some kids are just, you know, quitting and getting a job working wherever. You know, they're not even going to another police department. They're so stressed out and overworked that they're just moving on. Is that accurate or? It's 110% accurate. You know, I know specifically from talking to the troops, people, like you just said, leaving the job for no future plans. They just don't want to be part of this job anymore. Well, the job is not a calling. Like when I came on many years ago, it was almost a calling. And we looked forward to it. We enjoyed ourselves. You know, we had a lot of fun. If I had to go back today, I think I'd be very unhappy. Yeah, it's know. also a different generation there, too, today, you know, from when you and I were back on the job, you know. But i like to switch gears with you, Merritt. Sure. You're involved in a foundation called NYPD with Arms Wide Open. Could you just tell our audience what that's all about? Sure. Uh, approximately eight, nine years ago, myself and my good buddy, co-worker, went through the academy together, Danny Sprague. We discussed coming up with a support group within the NYPD for cops that have special needs children. I have a almost 21-year-old son, Aiden, with cerebral palsy. Danny, not at the time, but he now has a son, Owen, with Down syndrome. Me and Danny were real good friends coming up through the job. And I just, when I came up with the idea, I recruited Danny. And, you know, we just got the, we hit the ground running. And thanks to people like yourself, Kevin, and others, we were able to get the funding to help the cops as far as things that aren't covered by insurance or things that may be covered, but they don't cover 100% as far as therapy, equipment for the children that, you know, helps them get stronger over time. We also cover travel. If parents have to travel wherever it may be to get the kids help, we hope to pick up partial of not all the expenses related to that hospital stays, airline fees. So, you know, over the past eight or nine years, I believe we've reached out to a lot of families and made a difference. Now, is this just with NYPD community and families, or is this beyond NYPD? Well, when we started, it was 
specifically for the NYPD and their families. But over the years, you know, thank God we've been able to help people from other jobs. I, myself and Danny were a lot alike where we can't say no to a family that may be in need. You know, we do what we can. What type of events do you have to raise money for your foundation? So every year we have a uh, pretty successful golf outing. We hold that middle of October. Do pretty well with that. We have a good turnout. We sell it out pretty much every year. Yesterday, I think I still have the chills from jumping in the Atlantic Ocean for the polar bear plunge we do every year down on Long Beach. Merritt, I wasn't able to jump in yesterday. I'm sorry. That's okay. We won't hold it against you. I know you have other years. We'll get you next year. We also do a boat cruise cocktail party. Where we try to honor people over the years that have you know, been there for us. Kevin Schroeder being one of those people. Thank you, Merritt. Always Thank my you. pleasure. What do you see as the future with the law enforcement personnel in New York City in regards to, you know, is there any help coming, anyone coming over the uh, hills there in regards to getting the cops out there relief from all the overtime they're working right now? Is there is there a plan there? Are they going to maybe put less in details that don't need manpower and then put more on the street? I mean, what's going to be the relief here? Yeah, I mean, you guys know you've been around a long time. They're always trying to rearrange the manpower, moving people you know, from the inside positions out onto the street or in the summer, all out. As far as new plans, I'm not aware of any, anything new. seems to be the same thing every year. So basically 500 kids in the academy class, maybe 400 graduated, maybe 300 stick around more than a year. And then you have retirements. You know, right. I know there's a big class coming up that may be retiring, if I'm correct on that. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge retention problem, you know. Yeah, we're getting new bodies every couple months, every third month, but... You know, you got a tremendous amount of people that are either at or nearing their retirement age, and, and they're, you know, they're heading out. Captain? And they're being hijacked by out-of-state agencies, right? Yeah. Just the other day, they had a outside department from out-of-state. I don't recall what state. They were outside one of the precincts down in the Lower East Side recruiting, right outside the precinct. Well, I don't think the public is really aware of what a problem this is. You know, not only that, the overtime budget must be enormous. Because you have to pay time and a half, right? And, you know, I remember when I had to authorize overtime, I was pretty strict on that. You know, for example, I would get, if I had the duty when I was a detective bureau, I'd get a call, okay, uh, we need to perform some overtime to see somebody. I said, well, why do you need two of you? You know, if it's not a dangerous situation, I'll authorize one. You, you, you know, but we were told to really control the overtime. But this situation now is probably costing millions in extra money that the people of the city is not aware of. You know, the issue now is, and it's been for probably a good year or so, if not more, the subways, you know, the, the slashings and the, the shovings, the powers of be of flooding the subway system with all these cops. And uh, I don't know whether it's making a difference or not. I believe the numbers are down. Don't quote me on that. But it's, you know, like you said, it's costing a fortune. So, Merritt, let's swing back to With Arms Wide Open, which is a great, great foundation. You do great work. Thank you. You and Danny Sprague. Do you have any events coming up that if people want to get involved to promote anything coming up, boat ride or a fundraiser or a dinner dance? The event that we have on our calendar right now, we'll do a boat ride over the summer. I don't have any details because they have not been put in place yet. But as far as the next event is the golf outing mid-October up at the New York Country Club in New Hampstead, New York. 
Okay, so if anyone wants to get involved in even donating to your foundation, sure. can you let everyone know, our audience, how they would do that? On sure, Top sure. We have a website, which is org, and there's a PayPal button on there. You can go and, and, and donate money. Or, you know, some people like to just do the old-fashioned way, send a check. Our P.O. Box is P.O. Box 435, Massapequa, New York, 11735. Now, did you say that this program is available to people outside the police department? No, it's it's for law enforcement. Law enforcement only. only. Yes. Merritt, I want to thank you for your time coming in today. I know you guys are busy out there and protecting our boys and girls in blue. And once again, you do great work with NYPD with arms wide open. So anyone out there who would like to get involved or donate to Merritt's great foundation, as he said before, just one more time, Merritt, could sure. you give the uh, website? Yeah, sure. Our website is nypdwawo.org and our mailing address is with arms wide open P.O. Box 435 Massapequa, New York 11735 Merritt, thank you so much for being our guest today on Cop Talk and we'll see you soon Captain? Thank you Merritt, hope to see you again Thank you, my pleasure being here and I'm honored to sit with the two of you Thank you everyone, bye bye